With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you lost Survivor and you're feeling down, David and Jessica will turn it around. They'll break down the rules and they'll show you how. You played yourself and got voted out. This is why Blank lost. This is why Blank lost. Oh, baby, this is why Blank lost. Welcome to this week's edition of Why Blank Lost. I'm known as Mr. Bloomberg, at least to Shuby from the circle. I guess that would make my co-host Ms. Lewis. And those of you who, who are watching, well, you can see we're back on video again. Yes, we are. We decided with all of this quarantine that's going on and social distancing that we would probably bring some joy into your life because you get to see someone. Maybe you're not seeing very many people this week. So now you get to see us instead of just hear us. That's right. And if you don't want to see us, well, then you can just listen on podcasts right. like normal. Uh, but uh, yeah, we are quarantined here. I am ready. Have the clock wipes. <laughs> I have the charmer. <laughs> you shouldn't show people that because they might come and try to get it from you. They might try to take that. That's a hot commodities right there. It's a hot commodity. Uh, my son works at Procter and Gamble, and uh, I can guarantee they are still running the factories. Wow, so that's crazy. People just need to wait a little while. Yeah, there's you know? no toilet paper anywhere. None. I mean, people were even buying the store brand. How bad is that? That means it's real bad. Yeah, when yeah. that's when that one ply stuff is going. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> you got the good stuff, so yes. Be careful. All right, it's like gold. Well, this is this is not the uh, Clorox and uh, Charmin podcast, no. so uh, we should uh, probably uh, talk about Survivor, I guess. Well, but it's it works, right? I mean, this is a time that people want to be a survivor, so we're doing what we can to survive. So I guess it's a it's a good theme to go with. We're going to talk about Survivor during this time. That's right. Now. How much would you have paid for this when you were on Survivor? Ooh, <laughs> that yeah, I would have. That, I would have bought that in the auction if Jeff had done that. Definitely would have bought right. some Charmin. But we're talking about Survivor, so that's there gone. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, all right. Well, looking back at last week, um, neither of us were correct in our predictions. Mm -hmm. And I said at the time I didn't like them, so I guess I was right. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Adam did what I figured he would do in terms of flipping. It was a little easier than I thought for him. Uh, but I was glad to see that. And, that you know, neither of our predictions came true. 
It was interesting, though, because we did spend so much time talking about Adam and what decision he was going to make, depending upon where he ended up. Mm-hmm. And I do think that it was not what we had expected. <laughs> but wow, like just an incredible. I don't even know, like I'm still trying to wrap my brain around it. The decision was at the best one. And I know we're going to get there, but certainly we spent time talking about Adam. Then we will definitely be talking about Adam again, because I do think that there's a lot of things to parse out here, even though it seems like people were kind of like, oh, well, it's Boston Rob. It makes sense. I don't know. Maybe it makes so much sense. So we'll get there. We'll see. We'll see. You know, I mean, Rob may have a statue of himself for Mm -hmm. his prior survivor play, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't exempt him from the usual examination uh, of his game this time around. So we'll do what we always do and compare his game to rules I originally wrote way back after season one and have been modifying ever since, including several mentions of Rob himself. Uh, you know, we'll look at all the non spoiler information available to us from TV, CBS All Access, social media, though I have to say there wasn't much of the other two. No, Almost really everything this time comes from what we saw on TV. And I, I think we'll find out there. You know, it it gave us a big enough picture. Right. Uh, So uh, if anyone wants to see the latest version of my rules, which are not specifically for this, you know, all winter season, but you can get those at robhaswebsite.com slash blog slash survivor rules, or you can get the shorter and much more colorful, colorful version of the rules in poster form that. You may be able to see over Jessica's shoulder if the angle's wide enough here. <laughs> um, and uh, that you can find without the frame, without the autographs at tinyurl.com slash David Rules Poster 2. Yes. Uh, so, uh, you know, that poster, as we know, was drawn by Eric Reichenbach. And uh, go ahead and describe it for people who can't see it. Well, it's quite colorful, as you can see, and it does have Boston Rob. He is part of Rule 5. All of the rules are explained here in short form. If you want the much longer form, you can obviously read what David has already told you to go to. But this is just a quick view. If you want to look at it, it's 11 by 17. Looks great in a poster. So you should definitely order it. It's only $20. And if you are outside of the United States, you can contact me on Twitter, and I will make arrangements to get it to you. Wherever you are, you might have to pay a little bit more shipping, but we'll make it work. All right. So, again, that's uh, tinyurl.com slash David Rules Poster 2. I only have one thing I wanted to mention before we head into the rules. The show made it seem like anything could happen at the vote because Sarah and Sophie only had a wink and a nod to go with. Oh, my. Whatever would they do? Mm-hmm. Uh, But the fact is that even though Rob tried to keep a a lid on things that last day at camp, it presumed that Adam and Ben hadn't already made plans with the women, you know, to go against him because they had all the time leading up to the challenge. Mm -hmm. And it also, oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that the show made it seem like the only possible time they could have talked was after they lost the challenge. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And we, and I did like the, the editing where they kind of kept going back and forth between Adam and Rob and Ben and Sophie right. and Sarah and the different conversations. So clearly there were conversations being had. There was even right. a handshake that we saw in there between, I think Sophie and Adam at some, I mean, so it was, there was definitely discussions happening, but 
even setting that aside, this whole idea that we're going to put everyone on lockdown and no one's going to get to talk, that you're forgetting about the idea that this is a television show and that people have to go and do confessionals, which they love to do confessionals right before you're going to tribal because obviously the editors want to have an idea of what's happening, which means at some point in time, Rob would have been plucked away from that group and brought to do a, you know, a confessional somewhere, which would have left those four people sitting in that area having any conversations that they wanted. And they right. all know the game. They all know that that's what happens. And you are in lockdown at some point for sure. But they all know that at some point prior to going to tribal, they're going to be t- whisked away in various places to go and do that. So it's just, it's just one, yeah. more, one more thing that obviously you don't see because as part of the edit, you're not going to see that. But that's, that's what happens. Now, is it possible to say no? Like if they said to Rob, we want to take you away. And he said, no, my strategy depends on me being here the whole time. What would they do? That's that's a good question. If it's Boston Rob, they might be like, okay, <laughs> like, all right, Boston Rob, we'll let you do what you want. But I've never, I did yell at them once when they were trying to get me to go talk to them. And I was just, I just woken up. It was bad. It was one of, it was a very rough night. And I told them to like get away from me and they left me alone. So maybe production would be like, okay, you know, we won't, we won't do that. And if this is what your strategy is, but he would have to say that in front of everybody. Not that they wouldn't have already known that that's I mean, what he was already doing. Knew, they yeah. already knew it was buddy system on steroids, but yeah, it, it would have been interesting to see if he had done that. Maybe he did possible. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, in any case, and I mean, that would at least explain why uh, one of the women said, all I have is a, a thumbs up or a, a wink or a nod, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but that just the, the thumbs up would simply be referred to conversations they had before. For sure. Oh, and I, and I do think that these are people who have played this game well enough and understand the nuances of, of it enough that they wouldn't have waited that long to have these conversations. Right. When you are in a situation where there's been a swap and you're trying to create relationships or get somebody on your side, you got to go like this. You know, you're moving fast. And we saw a lot of those conversations being had. But I think everyone was very mindful of the numbers and everyone was trying to figure out who's with who and how are people situated? Are they together? Do they want to work together? Is there a crack? That's going to be determined immediately. So as soon as they get onto their new camp, those conversations are being had. And yeah. it's, it's not something that anyone is waiting to see what happens at at the competition and who's going to win and who's going to go to tribal council. That's I think already done at that point. Yeah. Yeah. So this was all just an attempt by producers to keep us in suspense. Uh, but I didn't see any, not that Twitter represents the whole universe, but I didn't see anyone on Twitter who seemed at all surprised. Some were unhappy, uh, but nobody was surprised at the outcome here. Right. It was good editing, made it a little more exciting for sure. Hmm. Mm. I'm going to disagree on both of those points. I think it was a good episode too. I just don't know, you know, that there was anything you could have done with the editing to make it suspenseful. Right. But I do think that rather than just try to give it away, they tried to make people think that perhaps Ben and Adam are going to stay with, with Boston Rob and 
It, it is going to come down to Sophie and Sarah misreading a conversation or misreading that wink or thumbs up, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. And then we would have been surprised to see Boston Rob last another week. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Well, I would have, I would have been surprised to see Boston Rob last another <laughs> week, but, but anyway, um, you know, he, yeah. Rob came in with at least one of the top two targets. Mm-hmm. You can guess who the other one was. Uh, in, in some ways, it's surprising that it did take this long for him to get voted out. Uh, so, you know, we have to look at how did he survive as long as he did? What could he have done differently to keep him around longer? Time to figure out why Rob lost. Uh, we're going to do things a little different this time, a little bit out of order. And uh, start with the sixth rule, which warns against being too much of a threat. Hmm. Why would we start at that rule? Uh, There's a big head on an island that tells us we should yeah. start with that rule. <laughs> so, you know, we figured going into the season that this would be a huge factor for a number of players. And it, it did indeed loom as large for Rob as that giant statue did. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as I said a moment ago, Rob came in with one of the top two targets of everyone in the game. And there just wasn't a whole lot he could do about that. No, he really couldn't. And I have to give Adam props here because Adam kept reminding people of the big statue that was on the island. And not that everyone hadn't already seen it, but I do love the fact that Adam kept bringing that up. And he was also bringing up the fact that Austin Rob had the marriage. The marriage is right. Like all of that, I think is great that it was just a constant reminder of that guy over there is going to be an issue for all of us. And if you don't believe me, look at the statue that he has over here. And That's Sandra's right. going to be dealing with the same thing and has been. So I do think that he came into this game, obviously, with a huge target. Everyone knows Boston Rob, if you're a Survivor fan. And everyone who's playing out there with him during season 40 clearly knows Boston Rob and knows how he plays the game. So there was little that he could have done. But I am impressed with some of the things that he was able to do. Obviously, he lasted as long as he did, which none of us really expected to happen. And I really do think that maybe Adam and Ben should have rethought their okay, vote Okay, you're here. getting ahead. You're I, getting but ahead. But I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it. <laughs> I know. I know. <sighs> yeah. I mean, obviously, he was a threat, you know, for people remembered how he played on Survivor All-Stars. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's my All-Stars buff. Uh, I also, uh, this is about it I have for props here. I also have my uh, All-Stars Party Pass. Oh, look at that. Um, yeah, that was, this was um, obtained underhandedly. You know, they <laughs> definitely, uh, CBS definitely did not just hand me a party pass. That's exciting. Uh, I, remember, I remember going to the party. This was, of course, after he had asked Amber to marry him, and I was going to go up and say something to the two of them. They were swamped. There was no way anyone could get to them. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, so, uh, but anyway, that's that's all I have for uh, main props this time. I'm sorry. Mm. You had, had to fight. wipes and toilet papers. So. That's true. That's true. <laughs> anyway, uh, getting back to the sixth rule, you know, it, it does raise the question with coming in with a target that big of how he lasted as long as he did. And it, it just looks like people saw how big a target he was. So several of them wanted to keep him around for a little while to use as a shield, mm-hmm. which led to several players jockeying for the best position alongside Rob, whether it was Adam telling Rob about the 
Harvardy plan in hopes of cozying up to him or Jerry, Jeremy and Michelle turning all that around to take out Ethan. So Rob would be more likely to work with them. It's like Parvati said, they all have relationships with each other. And I think a number of them believed they had alliances with Rob and didn't want Rob out of the game. They wanted to work with him instead so they could use him in the short term. Mm-hmm. But even if the idea of forcing the big threat to work with some of the original Sele had been successful, I really think it only would have been a short term reprieve for him. You know, people wanted to have that shield going to the merge and at the merge. But there's I have to think there's no way they were letting him stick around very long after that. And even that got cut short at the swap when the main people who still wanted to do that were on other tribes. Mm -hmm. And the four other members of his tribe had no use for him in that regard. Right. I do think that it's interesting that. His level of being such a threat actually worked to his benefit and allowed him to stay as long as it did. And it's it's allowing other people who have that same meat shield idea attached to them. It's working to their benefit, too. And I think we were all curious how that was going to play out coming into this season. Was that going to work against them or work to their benefit? It's clearly been working to their benefit, although Rob did have to still work in order to create relationships with people and form those bonds and strategize. He he still had to do all of those things, but it was almost like rather than coming in with that working against him, it certainly did help him. So even though he had that target, the target was actually bringing people to him to want to work with him and giving him more of a reason to stick around. So, yeah, I mean, it, it definitely was an interesting play that we saw happen. And I don't think it was something we necessarily expected. Everyone just kind of thought he'd be the first one to go. Instead, right. it helped him stick around. Right. And, you know, what you're talking about, how he was strategizing, that leads us nicely back into order again at rule one, because from the very beginning of the season, he tried to overcome that high threat level by controlling everything that was going on Mm. you know of course he did that attempting to follow rule one which talks about the need to scheme and plot and this is boston rob here so of course he knows how to do that the Mm. question is whether he really had any room to maneuver he knew his name was going to come up and he told parvati i don't think we should let new school people dictate how it's going to go from that moment on he was trying to dictate the direction of the game But even in that moment, I don't think he realized how little control he actually had Mm. because most of the other players were just stringing him along like we just discussed in the sixth rule. Oh, for sure. And that's why I think Parvati and Boston Rob were so shocked with how people were playing the game and they weren't being targeted and thinking that those people just didn't know what they were doing when in actuality they did know what they were doing and they were keeping those two individuals around in order to further their own games. So I do think that he was maybe somewhat mindful of that, but I also think that he is so accustomed to people following his lead that perhaps that's what he really thought was happening was that, Oh, well they're, they're listening to me because I'm making this work. And it was kind of like, well, he thinks he's leading the charge. We'll let him think he's leading the charge when in actuality we're the ones that are leading the charge. And so it, it was an interesting thing to watch transpire out there because Boston Rob, I don't think has ever 
been used in such a fashion when he's played Survivor. He really right. always has been the one pulling the strings, the buddy system, implementing rules, really deciding the, the path of the game, the pace of the game. And here, other people were doing it, and he was kind of along for the ride. It was, yeah. it was a very interesting Boston Rob to watch, for sure. Right. Right. Now, with that said, he still knew how to manipulate people. I mean, we yes. saw him just ask a few questions to Ben about whose names were thrown out and who said it. And Ben got all, blah, 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 mm-hmm. you know, so and then Rob went directly and asked Danny who told him the truth. And Rob manipulated that situation to oh, his 100%, advantage. Yes, he's clearly yeah. a great talker and he's very good at utilizing bits of information and making people feel something immediately instead of making that person have to explain something to him and having a conversation. It's almost like putting them on their heels, making them feel bad for, for the, for the situation. And immediately they, they want, Oh no, no, that's, I'm, that's not what I was doing. And, tr- and really putting them on the defensive. He was so good at doing that. And he's been great at doing that every time he's played, but it's incredible to watch him do that and pull it off with other people who are also very good at playing this game and the effect that it then had on how the game moved forward, even though you did have these people that wanted to utilize Boston Rob as a meat shield, they were also having to answer to him and still utilize that as part of their game. And that was an incredible mix to see happening, that they wanted to have both. I've got to kind of keep him on my side because I need him on my side. And and just watching him, it was I, it's it's like a Jedi mind trick when he was able to pull it off. It was really impressive. It was in some cases, but I also think he was really only able to do that because of the number of people on his tribe who wanted to work with him. Oh, for sure. If he, yeah. If he had been on Dakal, mm-hmm. I don't think it ever would have worked for the same reason that Dakal got rid of Amber and Tyson. No, I do think that that's a good point because you have to look at who's actually playing the game and over. On Decal, you've got Yule, who was really kind of setting the stage with how things were going to be played. And he's utilizing Sandra in a very similar way that uh, individuals on Rob's tribe were utilizing Rob. But it's being done in such a different way, a completely different way. It's almost like Sandra recognizes it and is like totally fine with it because anybody but me, whereas Boston Rob really wanted to be in control and so he yes. wasn't able to give up that part of it. And I think maybe if right. he had, it would have been better for him. Right. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, now, it, it, there was an episode two secret scene where Rob said he was trying to position his pawns. So when he wanted to strike, he could. Mm-hmm. He, he said it's like a chess game where you have to plan for the long game and give yourself options, which he thought he had done. And he might have had some options in a very narrow range of situations. But. Rob had basically already lost his standing in his tribe even before the swamp. You know, the vote took his close ally, Ethan, and blindsided Rob, even though Rob had tried to turn around things on Adam. Mm-hmm. And when he swapped with Adam and Ben, along with Sarah and Sophie, well, Sophie said right away that she didn't want to work with Rob. Right. And also, I believe Ben said that he didn't want to work with Rob right, right. away. So that was information that was shared. And also, Adam was telling. I don't remember who was having conversations with who, but that Ben blindsided me. Rob tried to vote right. me out, you know, so they were airing everybody's dirty laundry almost immediately, which made it very easy for Sarah and Sophie to see that these three are not together at all. And it's just a matter of, well, now we have to 
make a decision. Do we really go with Adam and Ben? Do we believe what they're telling us? But you don't even necessarily need to wonder if you should believe them because everybody was saying the same thing. I couldn't believe the conversations that were happening. It would it was like they shared every secret that they could have possibly shared together as a group and then individually and then as a group again. It was really quite fascinating to see because you've got people who have played this game so well so many times just airing everybody's dirty laundry. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even so, Rob was still definitely trying to scheme and plot his way out mm-hmm. of this predicament, you know, and things like the buddy system and controlling people had worked for him before. The problem is that sort of thing may well work on a bunch of naive newbies, but right. it's not going to work on other winners. You can't tell winners what to do and just expect them to listen. And that takes us to the second rule, which says not to scheme and plot too much, to keep your scheming secret and not to backstab too soon. And Rob suffered a bit from all of these. Because by trying to direct everything that was going on at his tribe, I, I know he was attempting to maintain some sort of control in the game, but he just kept drawing attention and negative comments back to himself. For sure. I think that that previous vote, the Ethan Adam vote that happened, mm-hmm. I feel like that should have really kind of kicked him in the face a little bit. Like, oh, I'm not in control like I thought I was. Maybe I need to rein it in a little bit. and try to ingratiate myself with these people again, because I've clearly missed out a lot here. And Adam, same thing. I know that when they got back after that tribal council, he apologized to Adam, felt like he was up against a wall and needed to do something. But I feel like that was a missed opportunity for him to try to correct what had happened and realize his position. And when you realize you're on the bottom, you have a tendency to change the way you're playing. And it didn't make him change the way that he played. I think in his mind, he thought, the swap kind of helped him because he had the numbers instead of looking at it going, well, it's Adam and Ben. These are two people who I clearly didn't jive with so well when we were all together. Now we have to form a cohesive three because we've got the majority if we do, but I don't think he handled it the the best way that he should have. Right. Right. Now on, on the voicemail show uh, with Lirsa, there was a question that was posed that also mentioned you and I, uh, it, and it was um, a question about controlling versus influencing because Rob had talked about controlling mm-hmm. on an earlier RHAP episode, but then said on a later one, you can't control, you can only influence. So he changed his tune somewhere along the line. And Lyrsa said it seemed like he reverted to his original thinking about controlling. And I agree. Yes. What, what I don't agree with is those who say it was his controlling behavior at camp after they lost the challenge that doomed him because he was already doomed by that point. Mm -hmm. He just might not have known it yet. Right. I think that a better ploy for him going into that split would have been going immediately to Sophie and Sarah and really trying to get solid with Sophie and Sarah, because you know that Adam and Ben are not your biggest fans. You know that you've had issues with them And trying to solidify yourself with two people who have already turned on you, have voted out one of your closest allies, really like blew up your game. That's not the best play for you. And I do think that he should have tried harder. And obviously we saw him talking to the, again, I can't remember who he was talking to, at least who we saw. I think he was talking to Sophie. He was talking to Sophie about Adam um, getting his hand slapped because he ratted him out. 
and that, um, you know, Ben and him and have, have been at odds. So he was at least trying to plant those seeds, but I don't know if he obviously took it far enough because then we saw him trying to stick with Adam and Ben and shaking right. hands and this is how we're going to vote. We're going to vote out Sarah. So it, to me, was just, it was a bad read for him on the entire group of people. Yeah. And if you, you look back, you know, at the situation where Adam told him about the upcoming poverty vote, because like I said, I think he was doomed by that point. So let, let's look a little further back. Rob could have handled it several ways. And the best would have been to do what Tyson said about Amber, you know, losing the battle to try to win the war. I mm. mean, okay, so it didn't still didn't work out so great for Tyson. Mm. But Tyson also didn't have several people who wanted to work with him. Rob did. Right. Uh, you know, Adam specifically came to him and Rob just called it stupid. Uh, you know, Rob should have seen the possibilities there with Adam, Jeremy, Michelle, Ben. He could have lost poverty, but gained a foothold in a group who wanted to keep him there. Absolutely. And if there's any doubt, by the way, that they, you know, who wanted to keep him there, there's a preview scene for next episode. And the look on Michelle's face when she sees that he's gone, oh, she is pissed mm -hmm. and she doesn't understand why they did that. You could just tell by the look on her face. Yeah. So he he could have gained that foothold, at least for the time being. And instead, he stabbed Adam in the back. Yes, I completely agree with you. I do think that that was it was an interesting play that I think a lot of people have discussed about Adam. Why did he do that? And right. the approach that he took was one that I think a lot of people questioned. But it was kind of giving out this olive branch, if you will, to Rob. And instead of Rob recognizing that this was a different path he could have taken, and it was a path that would have allowed him to step back, stop acting as if he was in control or trying to be in control. Let somebody else be in control. You don't need to be in control pre-merge. You can hold off because obviously you are target number one. So don't help people continue to make that target bigger, you know, by, by the right. way that you're playing the game. So, I, I mean, I really think that Sandra has been doing a great job at that. She's letting other people kind of take charge, even though she is still calling the shots, but she's really not trying to necessarily run things. She's letting other people do it. Rob yeah. just can't do that. He can't let that happen, right. unfortunately. Right. And once he did get to the swap tribe, you know, again, he was bossy, tried to control everyone's actions, but like I said, it didn't contribute to his loss because he was already on the outs with all of the other four. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we talked about earlier that they had made their plans before anyway. So the lockdown didn't matter. But whenever they talked and whatever it was that they said, it's clear that Sarah and Sophie felt pretty darn confident because neither of them used their items that would have saved them if they had felt they were in actual danger. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is they had everything that you need in this situation to blow up the other side. And right. neither one of them even thought twice about using it. Right. Which, yeah, I think it really does go to show that this was, this was a lockdown decision before they walked in there that they were all going right. to vote for Rob. Yeah, now I do want to address the notion that I've heard from a few people that Rob was swap screwed. Cause you know, we hear this all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, let me tell you on Australian survivor this season, some people are claiming that someone was swap screwed. Like it, like six votes after the swap. No, but the same answer is the case here. No, it's not. It's not even close. He swapped with a majority from his original tribe. Right. And therefore he has only himself to blame that he alienated the two that he ended up with. That's a great you know, point. If he, had, 
if he had ended up with a combination of two out of Parvati, Jeremy and Michelle, yeah, he might have survived. I, I wouldn't have called that, that. What's the opposite of swap screwed swap? Not I don't screwed. Know, sw- <laughs> well, sw- well, this would have been so lucky, like swap luck. Yeah. You know, um, that if he had gotten that and maybe even if Ben had been there with one of those other people instead of Adam, Ben might have gone along with it. But there's no way a player can count on that something that specific occurring for a tribe swap. You know, there were lots of different combinations. Mm -hmm. I don't have Yule here to do all the math for me, but uh, there were lots of different combinations that could have occurred where he ends up leaving. Oh, for sure. And I do think that that's a great point to make because of all of the combinations that there could have been. He was put with at least the one person who they had really, I mean, Adam, I mean, look at all of the history that he had with Adam and Adam trying to really approach Rob, play the game with Rob and Rob completely stabbing him in the back and trying to vote him out. That leaves a bad taste in your mouth. And then you have to try to get over that and then play this game with the person who just tried to vote you out. And then you've got Ben who, I mean, I love the guy. You don't know anything about that. You've never had anyone try try to stab you in the back. (laughs) Never. And then go back and, you know, uh, nobody ever worried about that. No, no, it's it's a horrible, horrible feeling to have to go back to camp realizing you're like enemy number one. (laughs) That is not a good feeling. So to have Adam in that situation, and then on top of it, you have Ben, who I really, I really do love Ben a lot. And I think he's been so fun to watch, but he is a little bit all over the place this season. It's just because he's, he's struggling with, and he explained it. I've never gotten to play this game with people. Like I want to be able to play with people. So it's been a struggle for him. And so out of all of the possible people that he could have ended up on the tribe with. He ended up with those two. So I don't think that it is a swap screwed situation at all. I think you nailed it on the head, but it's just, he had already so alienated himself from those two people that that's really where the problem stemmed from. I mean, he's in the majority. It's a three, two, it should be very easy. You know, when you look at the numbers, and just like it was easy on your your season, nobody nobody went against the majority. Oh, in I know, not at all. <laughs> Swaps are an amazing thing. You really mm-hmm. get to see uh, where people are in the game, you right. know. So, and that's and that's what happened. I mean, you look at the numbers and you look at who can we get on our side, and and that was a situation that I had to deal with. We came in with three two, and I looked at those three and went, okay. Adam, he's the guy they got to get on our side. And that's what you do. You play with the numbers. And unfortunately, you, you didn't think Figgy would turn on Taylor. Mm, no, I think the making no, out really. Not, not till after the season. <laughs> yes. yeah. It kind of makes people yeah. not. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. You think? <laughs> yeah. You think for sure. <laughs> yeah. No, that wasn't going to happen. That wasn't going to happen. But. Now we're going to take a quick break for our sponsors and we'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We're back, so let's get back to the show. All right. Well, next up is the third rule, which talks about being flexible and... This is the rule we've probably gotten the most advanced feedback on on Twitter, like people telling us, hey, what do you think about this? Uh, And with good reason. Rob played his games and eventually won by using a hammer. I guess that could have been a prop. I could have brought a hammer. I'd be afraid I'm going to hit the screen, though. Mm -hmm. Uh, And as they say, to a man with only a hammer, everything looks like a nail. He wanted to pound everybody into doing things his way using the hammer of Rob. Mm -hmm. but. Winners are a tougher group to nail down. He might have thought he had them all in place, but as we've said, it was quite the opposite. The others had him right where they wanted him, and he wasn't flexible enough to maneuver out of it. No, he really wasn't. And I think that his reaction to the conversation he had with Adam was really telling about his not being flexible. He listened to that conversation with Adam, made it appear as if he was listening and taking it in and accepting what Adam was telling him and then turned around and was like, that's it. We're voting at Adam instead of really looking at that conversation as an opportunity to understand what's happening around him. He then again, wanted to take control and went and told Michelle and told Jeremy what we're doing. Like, no, we're voting out Adam and that's it. And again, it's, it's one of those situations where you are not having a conversation. You're telling someone what to do. And that doesn't bode well when you're playing the game of Survivor with people. Right. Except, I mean, maybe it works with a bunch of naive newbies. Right. That's it, though. Yeah. No, it's not so. going to work in this situation, especially when you've got Jeremy and Michelle who are looking at all of the people they're playing with right. and trying to determine what's the best way for us to move forward with these people and use them to our benefit. And Rob was someone they wanted to use to their benefit. So they're not going to appreciate that approach. And I think that that moment kind of put everybody in place where Rob realized, at least I would have hoped he had realized where he sat in that tribe. Adam realized it as well. And if you just look at the way that the two responded to it, Adam realized his place. And what did he do? He immediately started taking care of camp, trying to help, doing everything he can to try to win people over again so they would like him and want to play with him and was very apologetic and I'll do anything I need to do. And that was not the response that Rob had. And I don't know if it's just because Adam's more of a a new school player and Rob is an old school player, but Rob, he handled that situation much differently than Adam did. And I think that that's, that's an interesting, I don't know, like just comparison, if you will, of how differently their games are. And then we saw what ended up happening with it is Adam was able to continue in the game, really, because of it. Right, right. All right. uh, We can move on to the fourth rule, which tells players not to let their emotions control them. And Rob did have a few times when he had to make sure he was following uh, this rule. I would say he succeeded in each case. Uh, The first, obviously, was when he showed up for a challenge and saw his wife had been voted out. Mm -hmm. You know, his lack of pretty much any external reaction was probably the best thing he could have done. He needed to keep that inside for the game. And he did. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I was really impressed with his ability to control that. We saw him kind of fighting this same fight in his season that he played with her in All-Stars when he made the deal to save Amber. And and it worked, which is incredible. But we, we, we know the connection, obviously. They're married. And so the fact that he was able to control that and to married. not... Married? <laughs> and, and to not allow that to have an effect was pretty impressive. I have to say that was definitely right. impressive. He kept it in check. Yeah. And he also had to keep a straight face in a number of other situations as well, such as Danny telling him that they should go after Parvati and then... Of course, Ethan getting voted out. He's well aware that this is a game. And while he has certainly manipulated the emotions of other people, he knows better than to fall for the same trap. Yeah. And I love how calm he was at tribal councils as well. When people would say things, especially someone like Adam, like we talked about pointing out the very large head that is on the island of a, of a certain individual. Uh, his response was never defensive. He He really did manage his his responses in a very correct way except obviously when he found out that adam wanted to vote out harvardy right that was a different response well and even then he managed his response when he was talking to adam yes. mm -hmm. just fine right it was afterwards that was the issue right true so all right uh, the fifth rule uh, is up next it's all about the social game reminds players they need to pretend to be nice i said earlier in the season that if there had been a bossy guy acting like he was running everything and telling everybody what to do in any other season, the tribe would have voted his ass straight out. But not Boston Rob. We didn't understand the full reasoning for it originally, but now we do, as we've been discussing. The others were just letting him think that he was running things as long as it worked for their games. Oh, for sure. And they were doing a great job at it. I mean, it's it was really an incredible dynamic to watch between his thought of how he was running the show, but really they were. And I just, I know that we've talked about it already, but it was really, it was incredible to just see that other people recognized where Boston Rob's head was at. And they really took advantage on of it. On the other island. <laughs> his head's on the other island. That's true. That's true. <laughs> no, I think it was, it was a great response to that dynamic because we were all very curious how that was going to play out and to see that that's how they flipped it around and used his desire to control the tribe to their advantage and to their benefit was a really incredible play. Yeah. Now it is pretty funny to look back and see how Rob complained that the new schoolers weren't making relationships, but then in the end, he didn't have the relationships that could save him. Yeah. You know, he burned whatever bridge he had with Adam. He didn't really seem to have a relationship with Ben. I mean, yeah, he had a great relationship with Parvati and Ethan, but that stemmed mostly from outside this particular season. Mm -hmm. I, maybe he had a good social game in his original camp as well, but we didn't really see it. And we don't know how much of it was real. Right. He played a lot. He did that game a lot. He spent a lot of time playing. The hook, the game. Yes. The, the <laughs> ring on a string. Yes. It's a ring on a string. But it also though, I do think that he at least was good at having, he would have the conversations that I think, he felt like he needed to have. So we got to give him some credit for that, where he was talking to individuals that he knew he needed to talk to. What he did with Ben was pretty incredible that he was able to have that conversation with Ben in the way that he did, the way that he talked to Danny. That, you know, All of those conversations are impressive because he's he was doing it in a way that wasn't 
it was like I said before, putting other people on their heels, having to make them explain mm-hmm. themselves and not acting as if he was telling them what they were doing was wrong. It was just an interesting way to see someone actually communicate in that situation. I think a lot of times people have a tendency to come at people if they feel like they're being threatened in some way. And he's got his number two person being threatened. And we didn't see him coming at people in a negative way when he was having those conversations. So I at least have to give him credit for how he handled himself in those situations. Right. He pretended to be nice in those situations. Mm -hmm. You know, so that part was good. And that actually is that's rule five. That's Boston Rob on rule five is he's complaining to the cameras. You need to bring it closer and hold it up. (laughs) I'll do that. Hang on. I'll grab it. Hang on. I'm going to grab it right now. This is great podcasting right now, folks, because hold on. Let me let me narrate here. Uh, Jessica got up and she grabbed the poster and she's holding it up and you can see on rule five. Yes, (laughs) uh, I can see it. So, uh, yes, she is now putting the poster back for those of you on podcast. (laughs) So, yes, that was that that was good. Uh, Jessica, I just narrated all your actions for the people who are on podcast. So well, they had well, it was interesting because I mean, that's what he was yeah, doing are, in that rule. There, there are no professional sports going on right now, or sports of any time. So this is the closest we'll get. I know. Ooh, there goes Jessica. She's standing up. She is getting the poster. She is coming back with the poster. There's no foul here. That's you good. Know, so, that's a good. Yeah. I like that's a good voice. Yeah. Not as good as your uh, God voice, but it's a good voice. Well, yes, yes. Um, That's our secret, you know. Whoa, don't start any rumors. That's right. (laughs) So, (laughs) all right. Well, we already covered the sixth rule at the top, so we could jump to the seventh rule, which covers idols and advantages. And, you know, once again, we have someone who didn't have any. Now, Rob looked for one, as did everyone else in his new tribe. But as he said, the newer players had an advantage over him there. And unfortunately for him, his wife couldn't find an advantage on Edge of Extinction to send over to him either, because uh, like Natalie was taking everything there. So he was kind of uh, SOL there. Well, and I thought that he had an interesting response too when he was talking to Ben and Adam about Sophie and Sarah. And either Ben or Adam mentioned, well, what if one of them has an idol? And his response was, so they have an idol. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, I mean, what are they going to do? I, I was thinking the same thing. Like, what are you going to do? Split the vote? You have three people. Right. You know, so, so yeah, it was, it was, uh, I liked his answer because it was just like, yeah, and? Yeah, like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so they have an idol. But, and it, it, it was. get screwed. Right. You know? And it was interesting to watch him admit that this is part of the game that he is definitely not up to speed right. on. Because, yeah, he found an idol in his season, but he had four clues to do it. Which I do think shows that perhaps idols are being hidden a little more easily than they were when they first started. I think it just shows people are smarter. Mm, no, <laughs> no, because there were times people couldn't find idols even with clues. Right. Well, and we don't know if people don't find idols now, you know, because they won't show it if it's not found. I know, so, but, but they're just finding I, them. I can't imagine. I can't imagine there's any more idols out there, you know, than than with everything else. Uh, uh, but yeah, yeah. It's so, kind of crazy. A lot of idols. Yeah. All right. We can move on to Appendix A, which is about the rest of the tribe, keeping their end goals in mind when voting and usually follows the path of voting out the weak, then the strong, then the weak, then the strong. In a normal season, 
his new swap tribe should generally be voting out the weak so that they have you know, a, a lesser chance of going back to tribal council. And while Rob did mess up in the puzzle challenge a couple times, I, I wouldn't at all call him weak. You know, there were other times that he was literally just shoving people, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. over things. Right. But remember that a player can be considered weak if they are someone who causes divisions in the tribe that weakens the overall tribe dynamic. And Rob was certainly in that category, you know, at least from the perspective of the other four. Hmm. Plus, let's face it, in a tribe of five, if you get unanimous agreement on who should go, you almost always take it unless it's really going to blow up on you later. And that's what, you know, that was the situation here. And I know, I know that you're about to say, you know, that you're not sure that it wouldn't blow up on him, Hmm. on them. Mm -hmm. So before, well, you go ahead and you say your case, right. and then I'm going to take the opposite side. Okay. okay, so I know that I am not the only person that feels this way. I was listening to... No, you are the only. You're the only person anywhere. Listen, listen did you listen to the B&B? Um, Allie Lasher talked about this, <laughs> and I, I have to say I've got to give her props because I do think that this is a good thought. Now you have a tribe of four, right? You've got right. a clear division, if you will, because it's two and two. And if they go back to tribal council, which it appears two tribes are going to tribal council, where are Ben and Adam? Because I feel like Sophie and Sarah are solid. They're going to stay together, right? which means then it becomes Ben or Adam. And one of the things that Allie was talking about was if you believe that you are that third, then I guess, you know, Sophie and Sarah did a great job convincing both Ben and Adam that you're our third and you don't need to worry about it. But it's kind of like, where does that leave those two? If Ben and Adam had said, you know what, we'll take Rob along for one more vote. It's easy because we can just pick between Sarah and Sophie. We'll convince Sarah and Sophie, like we did, that we're going to vote for Boston Mm -hmm. Rob. But we're really going to vote one of them out. So you vote out Sarah. So if you end up going back to tribal council again as a tribe of four, you still have someone that you could vote for. And that would be Sophie. Um, as much as I love, you know, Sophie and Sarah, I'm just saying that going through the numbers, they don't have them anymore. You know, now it's now it's a division unless you believe that you are the third as far as Sarah and Sophie are concerned. Then you've put yourself in a tough spot. Come a vote if you end up a tribal council when it's only a group of four. And so that's why that three two majority is so significant, because then you don't need to worry about the next two votes. And I. That's exactly what we had happening after the swap for my tribe, because once we had the majority, we had that three. We knew that if we went back to tribal council, we could vote out Taylor like we had somebody else that we could vote for. And that is now not the situation that we see. Yeah, and that part is true. And another thing that people have said is that they're in trouble because of Sarah's advantage and Sophie's idol. But. Of course, the, the guys had no way right. of knowing. Of course, of course. So that one, I just, you know, but I've seen that criticism a lot. But what they did know was Rob isn't on their side. You know, just last episode, Rob was making up stories about Adam and then tried to vote him out. Maybe Sarah and Sophie won't, you know, be on their side in the long run either. But at least there's a chance, you know, if Adam believes he's the third, well, then he's somewhere because hmm. he knows where he was with his old tribe. And that was almost out the door. Mm-hmm. You know, so especially from Adam's perspective, it made sense to jump. 
And I don't disagree with that. But I do think that it's going to be hard if they end up going to tribal council again. Oh, yeah, it's going to be hard. Well, it's it's not going to be hard for either of them because uh, Sarah will just play her extra vote advantage and that's it. Right. But mm-hmm. or steal a vote, I guess. Uh, but it, the question is whether it'll be Ben or Adam who sticks around. The answer will come in our predictions. But <laughs> um, <laughs> but the. Uh, for Ben, was it the best choice? I, I guess we'll find out. I think that. He may have known Adam was going to flip. And if you know Adam's going to flip, then you flip also. Because otherwise, you are that you are the tailor in your situation. Right. Mm-hmm. You're the one who's getting voted out next, no matter what. Right. So I think it did make sense for them to flip. They could not trust Rob. And, I, and, and that is a huge issue, obviously. You can't trust Rob, but you also have to remember where you came from. And yes, this is the swap and they're probably going to be merging very soon. But if you mm-hmm. then are one of the people that manages to stick around and you get to the merge, then you have to explain to them what happened with Rob when you've got people like Michelle or Jeremy that were hoping you know, that we were all going to be able to come back together. And I think Ben was the one who said it right before the swap. Stay blue strong. And it's going to be a hard thing. I yeah. I'm just they saying. They also shook hands and promised not to vote against Rob. No, I know. So, no, yeah. and, and I'm not saying that people are going to be true to their word, but it is right. going to have to be an explanation that you're going to have to provide later. If you make the swap, then you're going to have to explain to them what happened. And it's, it's more, it's more difficult for you at the merge to, to get those people back if they feel like you've turned on them because you voted out somebody that you all kind of agreed we wanted to keep around as a shield. Not saying he can't do that. Not saying Adam can't. I mean, Adam, I do think it's fair that he is in a different spot than Ben is for sure, because he is trying to win people over. This is certainly not going to win anybody over, but it might win people over from the other tribe. So he's going to find himself, I think, in an interesting jockeying position with that. But I am very worried now that it is a group of four. It's just, you know, you're certainly not going to go to rocks at this point. That's not happening. Right. Yeah, that'd be crazy. That would be uh, but, crazy. You know, so, so you hit me with the B and B. I will counter with the feedback show. Okay. Uh, because Lirsa said on the feedback podcast that the original tribe members, you know, the numbers in the original tribe are are not a big deal this season because outside relationships are going to be more of an influence. And I agree with her mm-hmm. on that. Mm-hmm. I I think, yeah, they can say they're blue strong, but everybody knows. You know, just like Tyson would have flipped, you know, to Rob if <laughs> if they had made it. Um, you know, there might be some original tribe strong. There's going to be a lot of jockeying there. Oh, and I don't disagree. I don't disagree. I just they've got to obviously get to the merge and to get to the merge. It might have been an easier path getting to the merge if you had just decided we're going to keep Boston Rob along until we get there, because I do still think that he would be an easy vote come the merge. I think he's he's one of those people that most people would likely get behind because at that point, I mean, how much longer do you need your meat shield for? I don't know. Yeah. But if you're Adam, do you trust Rob to keep him around one more week? Or do you worry that Rob and Ben are going to get together with either Sarah or Sophie and mm-hmm. knock him out? Because that you you know that 
you know, they were going after each other. And that is that is very true. So I think that Adam is in a different spot than Ben was for sure. Uh, yeah. You know, and I hope that Adam really is that third to Sophie and Sarah. Obviously, I, I, you know, have a special spot in my heart for Adam. So every time I see him playing, I'm, I get all you know anxious for him. But but that's the position he's now going to find himself in. If they lose and they end up at Tribal Council, I don't know which. It's going to be Ben or Adam. It'll be one of those two. And I just don't know which one. Well, it will again, be. coming soon. Know, coming, coming soon, soon. Coming soon. Yes. But first, it's about time to wrap things up. So what are your final thoughts? My final thoughts regarding Boston Rob are I was so happy to get to see him play again. I have to just start there because he is someone who has such a place in the survivor world. The guy's written a book, for God's sakes. And I just really appreciate what we've been able to see throughout the years with with Rob. He's just been such a, I don't know, just an advocate for the show, for the people who play the game, and just really an just an incredible person to watch play. So I'm just going to start there. So thank you for putting it back out there. And I was surprised to see him last as long as he did. I think everyone kind of anticipated Boston Rob's going to go first because he's Boston Rob. (laughs) He's someone who everybody knows, and he's someone that is very well recognized in the Survivor community, and everybody knows how he plays the game. Unfortunately for Boston, Rob, that's what I think was his biggest downfall is that he came into this game with everyone knowing how he was going to play. And he unfortunately did the Rob father, if you will. He really went down that same exact path and tried to play a game with a bunch of winners that weren't going to be. They're not going to be tolerant of that. They're not going to let you put them in a corner. They're not going to let you put them in a, you know, in a, in a little what did they call it? A playpen? <laughs> you know, he wasn't, they weren't going to be put in a playpen. So I do think that for, for Rob, he found himself playing with a group of people that truly understood the game just as much as he did, if not more, and studied the game that he played so much that they saw exactly what he was doing. And for him, it ended up flipping how he was perceived, and they ended up utilizing Boston Rob to further their own games, and he didn't even recognize that that's what was happening. So it was a strange spot to see him in because he wasn't in control like he thought he was. But unfortunately, in his own mind, he really thought he was in control. And with this group of people, I think he just got outplayed. He got outplayed by a bunch of people who know how to play this game and a bunch of people who want to win this game. And they want to beat people like Boston Rob. So the fact that he was helping them do that, I think, is great for them. Too bad for Boston Rob. But unfortunately, I really think he just got outplayed. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've said it before and I'll say it again. Rob came into this season with a target as big as his stature. Uh, In the preseason, there were two views from those of us talking about it. And this came up even in our our preseason podcast with Rob, uh, with Rob Sesternino, because some like him said they thought others would want to align with Boston Rob and use him as a shield. Others like me said that the other players would target him right away and get rid of the threat that he posed. It turned out to be both, depending on the tribe. But we we can't simply chalk up Rob's loss to his threat level. He knew quite well that he was coming in that way, and he took proactive actions in his attempt to fight it off. But those actions came back to bite him. Uh, he tried to control everything instead of going with the flow more. Maybe if he had done that, things would have turned out differently. Uh, you know, yes, Rob wanted to save Parvati. 
why not do what he criticized the new schoolers for supposedly not doing and make or enhance his relationships with others? He already had the base with at least Adam, Jeremy, and and probably others uh, like Michelle, you know, I mentioned. He, he could have used that to form a better overall alliance that might have lasted longer. They both, at least both, maybe three or four of them, clearly wanted to keep him around. And he should have used that to try to fade into the background as much as he could, though I admit it would have been difficult. But that wasn't the type of game Rob was used to playing. Rob had a hammer and he was going to use it on everybody. He turned on Adam. He showed Ben that he wasn't a good ally. And when he had to rely on those two, he was in a hole that he couldn't hammer his way out of. He needed a different tool. And that is why Rob lost. He needed a shovel. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Needed a shovel and he only had a hammer. The hammer of Rob. Mm. So, all right. Well, before, before we get to our predictions, I do just want to quickly remind everyone uh, that the, the poster that you showed uh, a little earlier is now available again in its second printing. Covers all the rules. Has Rob on it. Has Kim on it. Has Parvati on it. Uh, is there anyone else? I can't remember now. Um, Rob Cesarnino but- is on it. Well, yes, but unfortunately, he's he he's he's just the best player who didn't win. Right, right. Uh, so, so anyway, uh, go to uh, tinyurl.com slash David Rules Poster Two. Yes. Uh, so now predictions. I've mentioned this a couple times already. So, uh, you know, I'm sure people are on the edge of their seats here. Yeah. Um, uh, you're not. No. You, you just made a face. I'm not uh, excited so. at all. I'm not. Okay. So there are two tribes going to tribal councils. Mm-hmm. I'm going to predict that this will mean a return of the Yara tribe, and then the Sele tribe will also go. On Yara, Sarah can play her advantage and make it fairly easy. I think they'll get rid of Ben. So there's the answer to the question that had been asked a couple times. Mm-hmm. I think Adam will have made better relationships, and I think it just makes sense the way things went down. I think Adam decided to flip. And then Ben joined with him. And I think the women are going to know that Adam is more likely to be with them. Plus all three uh, of the guys told the story about how Adam was backstabbed by his original tribe. So they don't have to worry about Adam going back to them. Yeah. And that is true because they really called him a flip flopper. Ben called him a flip flopper and Rob told Sophie all about how they ratted, you know, him out. And yeah, Mm -hmm. so that makes sense. So, so, yes, I think it will be Ben going. And then on Sele, there's a virtually unbreakable group of Yule, Nick and Wendell. And I think Yule is going to continue to push towards going after the big targets. And Nick will once again vote out one of the players he used to look up to, which means Parvati will be gone. <gasps> oh, so painful. That's painful. Not, uh, not as painful as some have been uh, or could be, but uh, yes, they're all painful. See, I do agree with your assessment of the Ben Adam situation that if, if it comes down to it, I do think that Ben makes more sense. And I do think that the conversations that we saw Adam having with, I think it was Sophie that he was talking with, um, makes sense that He's really made it very clear to them that 
I'm kind of a lost cause over there. So you've got me and I will I will right. vote with you and do whatever I've got to do. So that does make a lot more sense. I think Ben was spending a lot of time telling them what happened and explaining things to them, but not utilizing it strategically for himself and furthering his own game, whereas Adam was doing just that. So I think that that, that assessment is spot on. So I do agree. I think it would be Ben. Uh I would really now. I'm going to call him the Red Tribe. That's whatever. What is the call? Is that what the Red Tribe is? The call, yeah. Because there's that whole people have been talking about advantage getting. You know, we could see another one of yes. those, which would be so much fun to see. Which that's probably why it's not going to happen. But yeah, let me let me just jump in here. Now, I didn't predict that they will go to tribal council, but there's a couple reasons I don't think it will happen. One, Jeremy to use his safety without power we have to know that he's in danger before the voting even starts mm. because you can't use it because he doesn't get to vote. Right. So in order for that to happen, for him to not be vulnerable, he would have to know ahead of time that he's in trouble. I don't think that would happen. So that would eliminate at least part of advantage getting right there. But anyway, go ahead. Well, what I think would be interesting though is that, if you look at this group of people, I don't think anybody wants to use their advantages before they get to the merge. I think they all want to hold on to True. them because I think they realize once they once they get to the merge, then they're all going to be in a lot of trouble. So anything that they could utilize to further their own game once they're at the merge, they're going to want to do. So that's why I don't necessarily see them all utilizing their idols and advantages here. Although, if the Red Tribe did go to Tribal Council, it would be interesting for Jeremy because he could just be like, I'm out. I'm just going to leave and not even take the chance of staying there for a vote and just guaranteeing that he's not going to be voted out because they don't have the numbers. It's Jeremy and Denise. So he could very well just say, you know what, I'm walking out the door. If he does that, I think Denise is then going to play her idol and be like, all right, well, I'm playing my idol because Jeremy just walked out. And even though she's had a conversation with Kim... I still feel like she's someone who could feel like she's on the outs. So I, I feel like it could be like a like a trickle effect, you know, that like everyone's suddenly yeah. going to be like, well, Snowball. Then, yes, you know, that oh, wait, no, let me let me take this out. And then that's leaving Tony. So if that were mm-hmm. to happen, that would be a fascinating thing to see. Um, but yeah, I just I don't know. I don't think it's going to be poverty. Here's here's my thoughts. If blue ends up going. Well, he gave Boston Rob gave his uh, tokens to Parvati, right? So I don't know if there's going to be an opportunity to buy an advantage, but she's obviously got three tokens then, um, as opposed to anyone else on that tribe. I have no idea. I really don't know. I'm just going to go with Michelle. I think it's going to be Michelle. You think Wendell's going to get revenge? I think so. I mean, I... If this is a game about past relationships, right, and everybody keeps talking mm-hmm. about how that's affecting this game, and we see it, it, that's what's happening. And Wendell himself said in a confessional that this is a game based on those past relationships. And yeah, I had one, and it's spilling into my game here. So I don't see how he doesn't take advantage of a situation like that and vote out Michelle. Okay. All right. So there are our predictions. Uh, as we wrap up, I want to encourage people to check out the RJP patron program at robhasawebsite.com slash patron. Uh, I, you know, this is the best time to join up. And I, I know a lot of people are, are doing so. And on top of everything else that Rob does, 
he just started, well, just for this season, started a patron-only show, The Hour, uh, before each episode of Survivor. People can call in, share their thoughts on what's going to happen. Uh, you know, Plus the uh, five-plus other patron-only call-in shows a month, plus the weekly question-and-answer show with Nicole, plus the discounts and first access to live show tickets, although, okay, maybe right now, not so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, still, once, you know, this all clears up and, you know, we've all taken care of things, uh, you know, we'll we'll uh, go back to that. And in the meantime, you can stay at home and be on the Facebook groups where you can talk to a bunch of people, a huge community about Survivor, Big Brother, etc. And let me tell you something else, too. This is a there's the Survivor area that, you you know, and then there's also a kind of an off topic area. And there are people in there. So supportive, you know, okay, what are your problems that you're having? Here's how you can address it Mm -hmm. in a time like this. When you're cut off from a lot of your normal interaction, these groups are there and these people are there. Mm, And so, so, you know, and again, this is a patron only community uh, on Facebook. So, you know, just one more thing there. So again, go to Rob has website.com slash patron. And once you get to the Facebook groups, make sure to say hello to us. Yes, you definitely should. And I will add this, that a lot of the patrons who are part of that community are very, I mean, they're very genuine people and they have the conversations that you're talking about. They do go on to those groups and they share very intimate things about themselves, but this is a group of people that are so willing to listen and so willing to communicate and help people through things and just be there. And I think that you are spot on in reminding everyone of the world that we're currently finding ourselves in, where we are cut off from people and we're limited in social interactions we can have. This is a great group to join because you can have all of those social interactions online with people who you really can feel care about you and are interested in you. So you should definitely join. And you can also follow me on Twitter at Jessica Lewis 89. You can also follow David at David Bloomberg. You should follow both of us. We do live tweet during the episodes. We spend time throughout the week posting various things about Survivor and other wonderful things happening in our world. And again, it's at Jessica Lewis 89 and at David Bloomberg. All right. We need a hashtag. And uh, I don't know if you thought of one, but I did. And that would be the hammer of Rob. The hammer of Rob. Or just hammer of Rob. <laughs> Unless you have one. No, I, I mean, I, other than, you know, big head on an island, I really don't know what else we could use. I think Hammer of Rob is fine. All right. And then, of course, the hashtag for this podcast overall is YXLost. Uh, make, everybody should make sure they're subscribed to all of the RHAP Survivor podcasts at robhasapodcast.com slash survivor, or just go to your favorite podcatcher. That's probably even easier. We are also on the reality TV wrap ups feed and you should also subscribe to uh, Rob has a podcast on YouTube because that's where we show up. Uh, it was funny last time because you know, last time we were on video, there were some people who I guess only watch videos because they were like, who are these two? Mm-hmm. So I, I thought that was pretty funny. I just assumed that there was a lot of overlap there or there was a hundred percent overlap there. Clearly there isn't. So, Hello to everybody. Now that we're through the whole podcast. Hello. This is who we are. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you know, subscribe feel on YouTube as well. Feel free to comment about us in the comments. Below. That's right. Well, they will, whether you give them that permission or not. I know they will. Uh, they definitely so, will. And I appreciate so, the people that support us. So thank you so much yes. for that. Yes. Uh, 
so in all those places, you'll find, well, in between all those places, you'll find all the great content like the know-it-alls, the wiggle room, the B&B that you mentioned, uh, This Week in Survivor, and much more. All right, am I doing thank yous now? You should be. All right, uh, sweet. I have to try to remember where we're at. No, I do want to say thank you. I'll start with you, David, for tolerating me every week. So thanks so much for that. <laughs> this has certainly been uh, a, just a great experience to be involved in and to become a part of. And now that we're doing video, we're still learning. I hope people are enjoying it. Every once in a while, it's fun to see us rather than just hear us. And if you don't want to see us, you can just listen. So you have an option. You have choices. We're giving you choices. And also want to say thanks to Scott St. Pierre, who does all of the editing for us. And uh, this, I think, makes it a little bit easier for him because this is it. (laughs) There's not as much editing. (laughs) This is what you get, ladies and gentlemen. And then also thanks to Will from America for the incredible theme song, which I don't think they hear with the video, but they will hear it if they just listen to the podcast. So thank you both to both uh, of those fine gentlemen who do all of the work on this. And thanks to Rob for letting us do this as well. This has been a wonderful experience for sure. Yes. And thanks to you as well. Uh, and, you know, this was a, another great podcast. I do have to show, you know, I'm I'm going with a theme of so far for videos, just wearing shirts that Jessica has given me. So, um, you know, it, it says uh, I may be wrong, but I highly doubt it. It's highly unlikely. Yes. It's highly. Oh, okay. I can't read my own shirt. But, uh, yeah. I may be wrong, but it's highly unlikely. And that describes this podcast here. So with that. Let's uh, let's uh, say goodbye to everyone and we will at at least you'll hear us next week. Who knows? You may see us also. Bye. Bye. If you lost Survivor and you're feeling down. Okay. I guess it's not. Okay. All right. Now we got to do audacity, right? Yes. So. This is why blank All right. Do a three, two, one, stop. Three, two, one, stop. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.